Podcasting straight from North Carolina is Dr. Jennifer Eichner-Lowry sharing her author journey with you. Jen Lowry writes is a place where amazing things happen for authors and readers together. The Holy Spirit is the ultimate podcast host. Jen is just the bird singing the song. She is a published author, educator, homeschool mama, life coach, and dreamer. Join her on the daily journey of discovering what this writing life is all about. Let's see what she will be led by the Holy Spirit to talk about today. Here's Jen. Thanks for supporting my Jen Lowry Writes podcast. My purpose is to inspire and encourage others to chase after their writing goals with faith and courage. By hitting the support this podcast button and with your monthly contribution of 99 cents, $4.99 or $9.99, you are helping me chase after mine. Welcome to my official author podcast. My name is Dr. Jennifer Lowry, and today I want to encourage you to name your price and then stick by your price. Okay, this is coming from real life experience. I am speaking for me, uh, for some of my writer friends. It's really difficult when you're a self-published author to actually identify the ranges and where your book fits and how much you're going to charge for your book. And you can do all kinds of research. And I've done podcasts on this in the past. So I just kind of want to give you, you know, a strategy really fast what you can do. You can go to Amazon or Barnes and Noble, wherever your books are going to be sold. And you can look at the different horror books or you can look at the different romance novels and you can see the range for ebook, paperback, and then you can do quick calculations and find yourself an average or you know decide what's going to be for you, what is your range, what is going to be your price. And based on each book, you can change your price up. Um you can do all sorts of different, you know, strategies to get your books priced. But I would love for you to, once you set your book and you have your book online for sale, for you to stick by that price when you go out into the world, too, and sell your books. One, don't change, you know, your your book price is lower because you're in front of people talking with them and signing books for them and they don't have to pay the shipping cost or they don't have to wait for the delivery of the book and if you put your prices up and they see it and you don't have to be the one to say it if you feel like you can't do it make a sign get it printed (laughs) Um, it'd be easier for you Uh, to go ahead and do that kind of work um, ahead of time instead of trying to fumble through with pricing and changing it when you're out and about in the world. Now, I charge the same thing for my paperbacks, for all of my paperbacks. So when somebody comes up to my table, then they're going to be $13.99 for my paperbacks. And yes, I know some people say, gosh, Jennifer, $13.99, that's expensive. But then other people will say, oh, Jennifer, that's right. And mine's $15.99. And here's what I did. 
okay, personally, because my I'm a hybrid. Um, my book is going to be published in 2020 now. It was going to be 2019, but we had editorial delays. Um, 2020 is when Sweet Potato is going to come out. Now, Sweet Potato is going to be my published book with, an, with a publisher. Now, I needed to look at my publisher's rates. How much did my publisher charge for books? And they went from 50, over $15.99. From $13.99 to $15.99 is where my publisher's range went. So, I wanted to make sure that, you know, if I'm going out and I'm selling sweet potato at an event and I have sweet potato at my table and then I have the rapture revolution or I have lyric Harper or the Hartwell Chronicles whatever I have on my table and then here goes sweet potato right there beside them then it's going to be similar in price if I have to raise it up a little bit for the publisher then I'll have to make it match or, or whatever. I don't know yet. But $13.99 is what I'm going with for all of my self-published books. And now my poetry book, you're like, well, why didn't you make it $13.99? Well, it is a smaller book. It's a short book. It's $7.99. It's a short book. And I'm going to do the same thing for my children's books. Um, I'm going to play around with my children's books. I made a decision over the weekend. Um, I only got one hit for my children's books. They're $13.99, just like my novels. And I'm like, when I even said it, and I stood by it, I didn't change. I was like, all my books are $13.99. Um, my poetry book is $7.99. And I was like, okay, I need to really reconsider Um fixing these up so that's what I'm gonna do over the weekend I'm gonna fix the price for my poetry book and my children's books I'm gonna do um, probably $9.99 for um, my children's book and my poetry books and that way it would be almost right at like a you know like a $10 hit I think I could not go $7.99 um, I wasn't gonna make a profit with Barnes and Noble Press. I'm also going to look at um, putting it up, fixing the fixing the covers, and making the paperback um, available on Amazon. I have not done that yet for my children's books, and so while I'm doing that and adding to my collection there. Since I strictly was printing on Barnes & Noble Press, and I wanted to see the quality, I wanted to see the ease, and I loved it um, for Barnes & Noble Press, but it just stays there. Um, and if I'm getting hits off of Amazon, and those books are not there except in the Kindle version, not many children books go out with Kindle. That's not your big sale with Kindle for children's books. So, um, I'm trying to readdress that in my mind uh, to see where I want to go with that. And so, while I'm readdressing but the platform for um, the children's book, I might, you know, consider looking at the price for those and move those down. Now, by me doing that, I still want to say, okay, a range. I want to look at the ranges. And I have not done my due diligence on the children's books ranges. So that's what I need to spend some time researching. 
on doing. What do children's book paperbacks go for? And I'm telling you guys, most books today, if you go to a bookstore, I do not feel like I'm far off. And I want to be comparable to other books in the field. I do not want to say, okay, you know, I'm not a big name yet. I need to sell everything for 99 cents. And I know that the strategies are out there for that. There are tons of people that are making way more than me because they all have books that are 99 cents. Um, me, on the other hand, I feel like, you know, I want to have my books comparable to Sweet Potato Jones um, because then that's just me. I, I want to do it that way. And I want to be able to make a profit when I go out, when I sell books. Um, it's not just going to be the ebook versions. Another strategy that I want you guys to do now, honestly, is I want you to be able to stand behind your books once you make your decision. You can always change, like you heard me. And the reason why I'm talking that out with you. It's because our books are not set in stone if we are self-published authors. We can make adjustments. But when you are out and about, stand by your books. My paperbacks, you know, are going to be $13.99 for a very long time. And they are selling. My paperbacks are selling at $13.99. When I'm out, I'm getting sales from strangers. It's not, and my son was like, Mama, did you sell to a stranger or was it everybody you knew? And I'm like, no, baby. I'm like, I did know some people, but I met strangers. He was like, that's where you can get people to talk about your book more. And, and I kind of felt bad that my 11-year-old kind of knew, well, my, he's 12 now. My 12-year-old knew that you know, word of mouth is probably going to be a great sale for me because the reviews are not online. Like nobody's leaving reviews on Amazon. Nobody's leaving reviews and it's not going to be that way. Hopefully it's going to, you know, build, but you know, that's not happening. I'm not getting the traction that way with reviews. And so he was like, maybe, you know, the, if strangers get it, you would think that it would be the opposite. You would think that you would get the support of your family and friends so much that the reviews would come, but that's not always the case, guys. Um, that has not happened to me um, at all. But I will say, you know, just standing by your books when you're out there. And I witnessed this. I witnessed someone changing the prices of their books when a friend came up. And I'm like, your friend came to see you. Don't do that. You know, just stick with what you would sell on Amazon. Because if they were going to buy your book on Amazon, they were not going to get it signed by you. They were not going to you know, get it personalized. They were having to wait. I'm like, they came to this event to see you and to buy the book that they probably already looked up on Amazon. So they already know the price. And so I have seen people um, for events, like if they're book Now, I've watched authors go to events like they've had two-day events and they said the first day they did it regular price and because they wanted to sell they would mark their books down to ten dollars on the second day of the event just to try to make money like to cover the event cost um and then others say that you know they take their books back home and then they just save them for future events that's what i'm doing i'm just bringing the books that i have taking them all back with me and I'm like okay I've got another event 
Now I don't have to worry about stocking up on the Hartwell Chronicles. I still have enough left. So I could take my event money that I did make and turn it right into Lyric Harper and Bridges. So now I'm getting, my books have already been shipped. Man, Ingram Spark is no joke. Y'all, I love that place. I'm just praying that my books come clean, that I don't have any errors in them. Um, and I'm going to have to turn around and get new copies. But, you know, with your pricing, it's all depending upon your page numbers too. And so here was my thought process. Like, when I have a book, and this book is 170 pages. I'm just going to use a random number, okay? And then I have another book that's going to be 230. When they're sitting side by side, there's not really much of a difference. I'm going to be honest. It's not. Um, I've had people to say, okay, I want the Hartwell Chronicles for YA and go ahead and get me the Rapture Revolution because my daughter, she's in fifth grade. And then she's like, and I'm going to go home and I'm going to get the Kindle version when I get internet and I'm going to get the Kindle version of the Raptor Revolution because that's something that I would love to read. And this is coming from an adult. And so I just made three sales right there. Um, and the Raptor Revolution is smaller in size. It's a five by eight compared to a six by nine. So the illusion, you know, like the old time illusion that, you know, bigger or whatever, the page numbers, whatever, that I sold them both for $13.99 and I did not have a single complaint. No one said, oh, wow, that's expensive. They bought the book. And so I say all of this to you guys. To say that if somebody wants to buy your book, they're going to buy your book. So stand by the prices that you set. Now, I'm extremely in love with my books. All of them. I love them all. And if you ask me today, who is my favorite? Oh my gosh, I can tell you that I loved writing the middle grades work. Um, I think I love the middle grades work more, like, just as far as the writing of it. Um, and I have, I know why for that, I believe. Um, and I've always tended to navigate towards middle grades and children's literature. Um, I just, and I love it. I love it even, I think, more so than YA because YA sometimes can have very adult themes in it. So if you ask me, you know, well, do you have a favorite book and do you, do you do anything pricing difference with middle grades to YA because you've got to sell? No, I do not. They're $13.99. <laughs> I mean, seriously, guys, when I'm out, I've, this has been, you know, a learning experience for me. And it makes me feel better. When you get out there, you'll feel better about it. But you just need to stand by it. And so my third event, I had a big poster. My stepdaughter made a poster for me. And... Um, she just used markers. It was cute. And she wrote, you know, all books, $13.99 plus tax. And because I did not have my poetry book up there or copies of my children's books to sell, um, if I am going to change that, the sign works. And I'm going to get one of those little plastic um, things, whatever those, those plastic holders are. Like you can put an 8 by 10 picture frame in I, you know what I'm saying and I'm gonna make a sign and I'm gonna put it in one of those plastic frames 
so that way I don't have to worry about laminating the sign. I want it to stand up on the table and it's going to say, you know, all books, you know, are $13.99 plus tax, $14.93. And that's just going to be it. And then if I decide to do something with my children's books differently and my poetry book, um, my paperback right now is $7.99. And then I was looking at poetry books and I'm like, oh my gosh, I underpriced my poetry book. And that's that was a cause of an alarm for me when I started doing more research. Um, a student is writing a poetry book and I was teaching her how because she was asking me that. And I'm like, look, look at this one. Look at that. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I have underpriced my book. Um, and so I might make adjustments. I might do, you know, $9.99 for those. Or I might say every book is $13.99 based on the research that I do. And then I guess what I'm going to do with that, guys. I'm going to stick by that when I'm out in the field. When I'm out, um, that's going to be my prices. So, you know, just do your research and then feel good about it. Now, you can do promos, and you can do holiday specials, or you can do book set, you know, specials. I've already thought about things like that. Um, here's what I've been thinking about, and I learned this from a best-selling author. He has a teacher's guide, and how do you find it, right? Like, if you go to my website, you'll see the teacher's guide, but maybe not everybody would go to my website. They might not listen to the podcast and know that I created a teacher resource for the Rapture Revolution. But if they're on Amazon and they're already there and they see the um, pull-up for Rapture, and if they're looking at all my other things, what can I do for that teacher's guide? I can put it up there on Amazon as a Kindle because it's a PDF anyway. It's just a, it's a PDF, like 20 pages, and I can set it um, for free. That's what I want to do. I want to set it for free. So that way when people go on there, they can see that, oh, it has a teacher's guide. And it's not meant for, you know, me to make any money off of it at all. But, um, he was telling me that I needed to put it up there and I also need to send it out with my newsletter. And that's something that I have not done yet. So he gave me some great advice. So um, thanks to one of my writer friends for that. So yes, there's different things that you can do that you can offer for 99 cent or you can offer for free and you can still tag them on. So what his strategy was is he tagged his for free. Um, and then if a teacher sees that, they may say, oh, she has a, t a, a teacher's guide. Well, what's the book? Maybe it'll just, the way that it randomly shows up in a search. Then they'll go and they'll get the book. They'll get the, they'll download the PDF of the teacher's guide. They'll get the Kindle version. So I'm not turning that into paperback because then I would have to charge, but I can put it up as a free digital copy. Um, so that's something I'm going to work on my bucket list for the week or my goal list for the week is to make sure that my teacher's guide is available. I started the Lyric Teacher's Guide over the summer and then I quit it because I wanted just to make sure I believe Lyric can go into the schools, um, public schools. I think that it can. Um, I'm having um, two librarians 
uh, have been reading my work. One librarian is a middle grades librarian um, from a private Christian school, and she's reading the Rapture Revolution right now. And then I have a high school librarian reading Lyric Harper um, to see about getting that one into schools, um, just to see her, you know, what her thoughts are about it. I'm saying yes for for both of them. Um, that's what my Holy Spirit is saying, that they both can fit very well in the public schools. But, you know, to make a book set for teachers, because if you are, like, navigating towards the schools, let's say you have a book that could get into schools, you could offer discounts to teachers if they order, like, a class set. So you could say in sets of 20 and you could get them bundled into sets of 20. And you could get them shipped. And you could give them a discount. Um, and so I've been playing around with that concept. I don't quite know um, how I'm going to work that yet. But as part of my business, I know I can do that. Um, I have a friend who's going around to schools right now. And here's his strategy. He's selling his books in, he's saying, I can go to your school with a minimum order. So there's like, you've got to have a certain amount of books that you're going to say you're going to buy for me to go to the school. And that's his payment. That's his payment for his time and going there. Um, now, when I had an uh, author come to my school, we sold 10 books for this author. That's what I could sell. I have 2,000 students. I sold 10 books. And it was in a very popular genre. And a lot of the students had heard about the author. So it wasn't like this was somebody like me who they wouldn't know. Um, and so the likelihood, I'm not saying it won't happen, but the likelihood of that happening for me, like, and I can't go into the schools because I'm working. I would have, and I can't do teacher work days anymore. I was hoping I would be able to do like I've always done and work around teacher work days, but that might not even be the case anymore. Um, and so, you know, but bundling them for teachers and then bundling them with videos, like I could make a video and send with it to their class. I could do videos at home and, um, send it off like the teachers could email me questions and then when I got home I could video myself answering those questions and send to them so things like that I've thought of creative ways that I could still package books but packaging them in sets of 10 like if they want to use them for a reading circle a lit circle or you could do um, bulk discounts like a, a, a class set of 25 or a class set of 20 and you could do a discount and you can figure it up instead of them being um you know $13.99 maybe you could sell them for $10 maybe that could be a place where you could slash it to where you're giving the teachers the discount and they're buying multiple books from you but you have to figure out are you going to be making money from that because you still need to make a profit and so you've got to have your calculator ready and you've got to have that sense about it, a business sense. If it's not, if the bundle is not going to be beneficial for you and you're like, okay, well, I could market my bundle as for church group. And you think about youth groups, you think about women's meetings, um, 
Think about what you can do for Bible studies. If you wanted to offer discounts when you're going as a talk and a, and a speaker engagement. If you're having a speaking engagement and you want to slash your books because it's like a church and you're like, okay, I've got this engagement. If you can get my books for $13.99, but if I'm at your church, you know, if anybody does want to purchase my book there, we're going to have a signing at the end and it's going to be $10. Um, just $10 cash or $10 credit card or whatever. And then you can do that, but you need to figure it up and you need to see what your profit is going to be. So I would encourage you that while you're making your price per book, um, I've already done a, um, a podcast on this about making an Excel sheet or a Google sheet. Um, you guys know I use Google products. Um, I'm able to access them. I share them out with myself and I'm able to access them, you know, out and about and on my phone. Um, so while you're doing that, go ahead and make yourself a discount line if you feel like that's something that you want to look at. So you can make a bundle line. You can make a book set line. So like let's say you're having a trilogy um, and you've got a, your third books are $13.99 a piece. But if they buy it as a set, if they buy the trilogy as a set, they save money or something like that. Um, and then maybe you could get like actually them walking away with three of your books um, because in their mind it's a sale so if you want to play around with the sales like that do that first on your excel sheet and start playing around with your pricing to see what you could bundle up and how you could make it work to see what you're what you're still going to walk away with the profit uh, because guys this is a business we are authors in a business, and we have to be careful and mindful of that, um, not to just always give our products away. And what I mean by that, a 50-cent profit is not a profit, really, unless you are selling tons and tons of them. But if you can figure out ways, you know, to, to get yourself a, a decent profit, to where you would then be able to turn that money around back into your business and actually have something to show for that, like money for the next event or, you know, money for those new box of bookmarks you've been waiting to get because I'm telling you the bookmarks are key. I love those things. Um, people grabbing those books. Oh, can I have a bookmark? Of course you can. That's why they're there. Y'all, those bookmarks are flying. The only thing is, is the bookmarks are the Teenage Exorcist bookmarks, and now I've got to get creative on how I'm going to do the Jen Lowry bookmark. I've been watching what other authors are doing, and I need to make a second bookmark up. Um, so I'm just letting you guys know that, you know, we're in this business to get our books into the hands of readers. Yes, number one. And in order to do that, we need to have comparable prices. Number two. We need to do our research and do, have due diligence about the range of prices. So if you're in a publishing company, you do not get to control that. I do not get to control what Sweet Potato Jones is going to be um, set for. However, I control my self-published books and I want them to be comparable to Sweet Potato. So that's what I'm doing at this time. I'm actually, you know, picking the... $13.99, that is the range of my publishing company, and I'm sticking by that, okay? When you do all of that, 
figure out then your next steps. If you want to do promotions, if you want to do giveaways, if you want to do bundles, those things come later after you've already set your prices. So set your prices to a point to where if you do a bundle, if you do something like that, you're still going to make a profit. Because if you set your price to a certain place, and then you say, okay, well, my books are going to be $7, and it costs, you know, $4.50 to print them, you're only, then you've got to worry about your shipping costs coming and how much they charge you for the handling and for the uh, processing fees, because each, you know, print-on-demand place is going to charge those fees, so you've got to look at your bottom line, and you've got to divide it by how many books are in that box or how many books you've ordered, and so if it's like, let's say just for the sake it's like five dollars per book you're selling it for seven you're making two dollars well then if you say okay but i want to slash it and make it five for today they're just five dollars you made no profit and you're like okay you just broke even but then you can't turn that back around in the business and so if you price it up some then you have an opportunity to do sales and things like that so uh I am looking at different options like that because I have so many books at a table, especially in February. February 2020 is when my three books of my trilogy set are going to be out, and I am watching how people do trilogy sets. I'm watching, I'm learning, and I use other authors as models with this stuff. Like they'll mark down book one to get people into book one, and then the other books will be regular price. There's so many ways that you can do this life. So do what works for you, but stand by it, y'all, and, and make a profit. Stand by it. Then if you do have to make adjustments based on the industry, because book prices can change. You know, it's, it can change. And so you always stay up to date with the book prices. I'm not saying never to change. However, do it in the benefit of you. Do it for the benefit of you as a business owner. And that sometimes is difficult. So sometimes people need to hear that from me. And I know that that sounds crazy, but sometimes we need to hear it from somebody else. Like we know it in our heart. And so like I had to have a heart to heart with my friend and I had to say, look, I just watched what you did. And I need for you not to do that again. And I'm saying this out of goodness of my heart. But your books are set at a certain price on Amazon. There's a sign that says what your books are. You stick with that. You go with that. And you smile. And you go about your day. And you have a wonderful day standing behind the price that you have already set for your book. And so, you know, you do that. And then if you want to make adjustments, of course you can after events. But I will say one thing. Let's say you're at an event. Okay, I want you just listen to do this weird scenario. Somebody comes up to your table, and let's say it's your cousin from another mother, and their long distance relative cousin, and they say, uh, "How much is your book?" And you say thirteen ninety nine for with tax. You know, it's fourteen ninety three. There's the you know we've we've got our sign here. Whatever you know, you can look and see whatever your price is, and you sell them. But you, they say, but come on, I'm family. And you say, okay, I'm sold to you for $5. You 
sell it for them for five dollars and then they're walking around they see a random person they forget that your book was 13.99 and that person says oh where'd you get that book oh it's over there i paid five dollars for it <laughs> they come to your table and you say oh it's 13.99 they might not know that that's your your cousin from long distance and they might go, okay, she's trying to price gouge me. She's trying to, she just charged them $5. And you're at the event. They just don't, and guys are not doing it out of meanness. They just don't remember. And they forget. They know what they paid for it. They might not even have looked at your sign. They may have just looked at you. And you might have felt this feeling of, okay, I'm going to sell this book for $5. Like, I think about those things. And I know you say, Jennifer, you think too hard on these. But as a business person that I'm trying to get some financial sense about me, my Holy Spirit says, pick a price and stand by it. And the same thing that is online is the same thing I'm selling in person. Because I, stuck by, I stood by that price online, I can stand behind a table with that price. And so that's my two cents about that for the day. So I want to encourage you guys to do your research, set your prices, and then stand by them. And um, if you have any like suggestions, ideas about bundles, um, giveaways, and things like that that you can do, and you want to share them with the audience, just email me, jenlowrywrites at gmail.com. Um, I have been keeping my eyes open, guys. You know, every day when I live this life, I see new things. I have authors telling me strategies that they're doing. I'm very thankful for that author friend of mine that reached out and said, why didn't you put the teacher resource for free on Amazon? And I'm like, because it's on my website. They're like, well, are they going to go to your website? Are they more likely to go to Amazon and find you? Because that's where you're telling people. And I'm like, you know what? That's why I've got friends, guys. They'll look out for me. And I'm really appreciative of you guys. So I am going to take that teacher's guide and put it up there on Amazon. Um, and just put it for free. I'm going to see what happens with that. Just to see, you know, guys, y'all need to, to know that this teacher guide's out there. It's a 20-page resource. It has got 21 activities to do with that book. So teachers have no planning necessary. All they have to do is look at the ideas in that book, and they've got pre-reading, during-reading, and after-reading activities for the Rapture Revolution, and they're all literacy-based, and they are engaging for students, So, and they're based on the standards, and I put the standards in there. So, I'm, you know, I stand behind that book, too, that teacher's guide. I would never put a teacher's guide out there that I didn't feel like I could then take into my classroom if I was a middle grades teacher and teach. And I can set that for free. So, you can do things like that. You could set accompanying pieces for free on your um, Amazon page. Because this is what this guy did. So, what he did is he set like a short story for free. It was a side story. He set the side story for free that had the same character in it. And they got an opportunity to see that free. And he always offers it in his newsletter for free. And he gives the links. So when you go there, if you even invest time in this little short story, you get to see the feel of his writing. Then they pop over. And I believe that that's a good strategy for him. So you can do some great work like that. And we can be very creative on our landing pages. Be creative on your Amazon landing pages. Do some things like that and mix it up. And have that offering. And then promote it in your newsletter. 
All right, guys, I hope that you have a great day. If talking about newsletters, if you have not signed up to receive my newsletter and you want to look at it as a model, I'm sending out my October edition over the weekend. So if you email me, jenlowrywrites at gmail.com, and you put newsletter in the subject, you don't even have to write me a note, even though I still love to read your notes. I put newsletter in the subject line. I will make sure that I add you to my email chain. And I'm keeping an Excel spreadsheet of all of my subscribers so then I can just copy and BCC everybody. I'm not using a service. I'm going the free route because I like to teach you guys the free route. It's really easy. Um, I don't mind keeping up with it. It's a quick click and a paste into my Excel sheet. Um, so if you want to get that newsletter, just send me an email and write newsletter in the subject line. And I will make sure that I just copy paste put you straight into receiving my October Halloween edition of my newsletter. All right, guys, I hope that you have a wonderful day. Happy Wednesday, and I'll talk with you guys possibly this afternoon because I've had some new news that I'd love to share with everybody, so stick around. Uh, you cannot miss an episode of Jen Lowry Writes because every day is something new in this writer's life, and I'm hoping that you can gain a tip or two from it. All right, bye, guys. Now that you found me on the Jen Lowry Writes podcast, I challenge you to head over to where books are sold and find me there. I've published 11 books so far, and I write clean books for all ages. Horror, paranormal, sweet romance, fantasy, historical fiction, you name it, I've got your genre. Search Jen Lowry at Barnes & Noble, Amazon, Kobo, and more. And for my Bible devotionals, you'll see my full name, Dr. Jennifer Eichner Lowry on Amazon. So I challenge you today to go out there and write something inspiring and share it with the world. Thanks for joining me on Jen Lowry Writes. You guys have a blessed day.